He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. All right, folks, here we go. It's Tuesday, back in the seat. Glad to be spending some time with you. Hope you had a great Monday. Uh, like I said, was traveling yesterday to shoot some commercials as I let you let you know in advance. In case some of you missed that message, that's what was going on. So kind of feel like I got shot out of a cannon, busted a ton out in 24 hours. And now we're back, and we're here with you. Disco's not in his studio. He's in Denver. but But we're here, so glad to... Spend some time with you. <laughs> Never, nevertheless, we are here. Nevertheless. Also, quick reminder, we're in a recession. Has anyone noticed, by the way, that no one talks about that anymore? Like, let's just not say anything. In fact, Joe and his staff, again, it's not Joe. Joe doesn't know how to log into his Twitter account. But Joe and his staff continue to put out all of the things that they consider to be their qualifications and talking about how great of a presidency it's been so far. Skipping over the fact that things aren't great, and once again, we are in fact in a recession. Just something, just something you know you don't but, want. To... But it, it didn't go up though. Remember, it didn't go up. It so doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so I voted today. I'm not wearing my sticker. I'm not a sticker guy, but I voted today in local elections, hoping for the best. Feel like I, you know, hope hope I picked the right candidate. I know I picked at least one or two right ones. I feel pretty good about the others. But you need to as well if your state fits in that category. Looking at you, Oklahoma, New York, and the rest of Florida. And speaking of Florida elections, we'll get to the question of the day here in a second. But just real quick, two two things in Florida. In fact, one you had the Young Republicans Club in Tampa Bay, who had their Gmail account suspended. So if you if you're not aware of this. G Suite, you can use G Suite, the Google email platform, as your business platform. A lot of people do. You don't know that it's Gmail if you're just sending someone an email, but it sits and rests on that platform. It's an easy, you know, easy to use, strong, well-developed platform. There's a reason that people use it. Well, a day before, or just days before the primary, which again is today in Florida, Republican primaries today, Gmail suspended the Tampa Bay Young Republicans Email addresses with no given reason. You can see the warning, uh, or not the warning, the, the actual suspension on the screen here will pop it up. But that's that's what's happening there. And again, Google can't be trusted. Guys, It's that's what's so terrifying about big tech and, and Google being perhaps one of the biggest threats is they will do things without warning, without cause, without reason, and they will do things because they don't like you and or they're offended by you, something in that vein. Again, you know, the strikes that, that I have on YouTube right now and that are affecting our ability to show you stuff, we can again right now, to be clear. We're just not doing it while we figure things out. But they have to do a stuff from way back when that they could have struck down then if they really wanted to. But they're on a witch hunt to try and find reasons to get people off there that they don't like. Same thing here. And the same thing, look, there's there's... There's some email platform or some companies I'm involved with that use that same platform. What's to say that they don't do it to you or to us or to anyone? And and the answer is, is it's they're going to maybe not all, but they're going to. This stuff continues to happen. 
You've got to get over to other platforms. You've got to find things as inconvenient as it is. It's like we talk about with the Mammoth Nation stuff all the time. And I'll show you those new commercials as they're out. There's one new one, kind of an oldie new, an oldie, an oldie new. It's a new phrase. There's, there's old footage that, that got turned into a new one. Um, that's well, it's an oldie where mix. I come from. It's an oldie where you come from. Um, I like that. So, but it's it's on on Newsmax and Fox this week that they're running that. But the new ones will be out soon. So we'll we'll show those as they come out. But bottom line is, you've got to get to places that align with your ideals and values. Support what you support. Love this country. All of that. And it's not again. It's not easy. We've got lots of stuff on big tech that ha- that we have to get off. That's why we're asking you guys to come over and subscribe on Rumble. Asking you to get to DrewBerkwist.com, sign up for the newsletter. Bookmark that page. So as things happen, we can get we can get people to a safe place, a consistent place, and not be, you know, always just wondering like when's it gonna happen? When are they gonna finally finally pull the plug? So frustrating for the young Republicans down there. It's ridiculous. And then speaking, last thing on, on Florida elections. So you've got Marco Rubio, who I know a lot of people don't like. I don't really either. But you've got him running unopposed in the primary today. So there's really no news on the primary on the GOP Senate front, at least as it, as it pertains to, to Rubio's race. He's the guy. He's running against Democrat Val Demings, who's, who's by all accounts going to win. She's polling at like 80% in her primary. So she's going to win. Not, not much drama today in the Republican or Democrat primaries. But what's interesting, what's interesting about it is there's a new University of North Florida poll, which, by the way, is right here in Jacksonville. Swoop, go Ospreys, whatever, whatever the, the thing is. But, but <clears throat> there's a new poll that has, and I know we can't trust polls, but there's a poll out that has Demings ahead of him by four points, 48 to 44. Val Demings over Marco Rubio. And in an election year where it looks like we've been talking a lot, looks like by all accounts that the House should be taken back by the GOP. Not all the GOP people that we want, but the GOP still would have control of that if things go as they should, and I hope and pray that they do. But the Senate is a toss-up. It's not looking as strong as it was before. And when you have races like this in a state like Florida where it shouldn't be really that, you know, contentious of a race, it's a little concerning, and it certainly doesn't help us feel good about getting the majority back in the Senate. And what's complicating things further is, is look, there's a lot of people who are frustrated with Rubio. I get it. We could, we, could, we could spend a lot of time on the show talking about why and all of those reasons. We're not going to do it. We, we'll do that a different time. But you've got someone else, Dennis uh, Misigoy. I don't know how you say his name. Misigoy? He's, he's, not, he's not like he sounds like. But, um, and I, I won't go in, into like a, a Chinese voice rant here, I promise. But, but he's, he's running as a libertarian. Both sides don't like it. And for, for logical reasons. But with Demings on Rubio's tail, and in some cases, according to polls ahead of him, having a libertarian run is a third-party candidate, certainly is not going to help him. Not going to help him at all. And again, I'm not a fan of Rubio. I don't absolutely loathe the guy, but I'm not a fan. But for those of you who are like, I hate that guy, screw that guy, okay, but your choices here are literally going to be now. This, this, this Dennis joker is going to screw things up. 
But your choices in, in, in everyday terms are Democrat Val Demings or, yes, more establishment type Margot Rubio. But, again, your options are not to – I mean, you can, but I think it's a poor choice – are don't vote or vote for the lesser of two evils. Anyways, interesting stuff going on in Florida today. Hoping for uh, Krista Keating and so many others here in the Jacksonville area, the St. John's County area. Um, lots on the line. Lots on the line with school. And I tell you what, this last side point here. There's lots of amazing school districts in Florida. Florida has done things right. And we're in a great little pocket of Florida. It's safe. It's secure. The education is the best in the state, yada, yada, yada. And it lures you kind of into thinking, oh, we're, safe. we're good. It couldn't happen here. But again, whether it's a, an awful, violent, you know, tragic event like a mass shooting or something like that, bad things still happen everywhere, and they've happened here. On a national scale, no. And when it comes to these local elections, there are bad people lurking in the background who claim to be Republican or claim to be for you or for the country or for the county or the city, whatever the case might be. But they're, in fact, very, very much on the other side, susceptible. There's people here who are like, yep, I'm running as a Republican. And they're pushing, they're, they're, they're pushing the fact that they're Republican. But behind the scenes, they're taking grant money and other stuff for, for critical race theory in schools. Everyone can be gotten to, and I tell you what, we always talk about it, Make Local Sexy is, is a shirt on the store, and, and it is for, for good reason, because y- you've, got, you've got to. You've got to focus on those things. So hoping and praying that things go well here locally. I hope that they do in your community as well today if you're in New York, Oklahoma, or Florida. I feel like we need to have a soundbite that's like, Make Local Sexy. Make Local <laughs> Sexy. Go <laughs> so it. Yeah, there we go. I was going to say something stupid. So let's, do, let's get to question of the day. Let's take a quick pause. We'll get into Fauci. We'll get into Trump, all that. But the question is this. Do you prefer a digital book? I'm talking a Kindle, a Fire, or whatever the other platforms are out there today. Or do you prefer a traditional book, whether it's a hard hardcover, a paperback, whatever, something in your hand? What is your preference as you send in your response, today is brought to you by Home Title Lock, guys. This is, I keep showing it to you. I'm going to show it to you again. This is a Florida quit claim deed. Sub- substitute your state if you're in a different state. But it's a notarized copy. You can see the notarization on the back end here. A notarized copy of the deed to my home. It's got my address, which I've blocked out because, again, there's crazy people out there who want it. But the name of the owner is not me. Because under, under the, the, the verbiage and everything that happened on this fake deed, I sold my house to someone I don't know for $10 who is now the owner. They forged what my name. What a steal. What a steal. I mean, it was a great deal, especially in this market. <laughs> I mean, c- c- congrats to you. I mean, you, you could sell it for a lot of money. But, but it's a forgery. It's a fake notary. And because these are all online now, we talk about, we had on Matthew um, Cox last week, because these are all online now, public record, people can easily get on there, get them, forge your signature, take it in, the registrar is not allowed to question it, and it's filed, and by the time that you find out that they're taking out loans in your name against your house, it's too late. You've got collection people coming after you for hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions, 
and you're in all sorts of trouble. You're up the creek. You're having to pay for tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees, and the homeowner's insurance doesn't cover it. Title insurance. I mean, none of this stuff is covered by your identity fraud protection program. So you've got to get home title lock, guys. Go on over to hometitlelock.com forward slash Drew. You can get a free, free, no obligation home title scan to see if you've already been a victim. And then you can go through the prompts there and figure out what makes the most sense for you guys. But look, you guys, it makes so much sense. We, again, we had Matthew Cox on. If you missed that episode last week, go listen to him. He did this for a living. He spent 13 years in federal prison, was supposed to be 26. Some people thought it would be even higher than that. They got it plead down. And now he's out there telling people just how easy it is to get a hold of your deed, transfer it to someone else's name, and screw you out of all sorts of stuff. So get on over again. It's hometitlelock.com forward slash Drew. You can get a $100 home title scan for free just by going. Get on over there. Use that promo code Drew. Okay. Let's look at these responses, and, and then we'll get into some of this other stuff. Brenda, digital. Okay. Shirley says traditional book. Book in my hand, says Jane. Paper, says Linda. Right, right, W-R-I-G-H-T, right, says nothing beats the smell of an old book. I agree with that. Lisa's a Kindle girl. Uh, there's no, uh, old books are the best. I'm reading Jared Kushner's book now. Books, says John Gehring. Mudcat, audiobook. I like that. Definitely has its place, right? Definitely has its place, the audiobooks. Audio is nice in the, in the car for sure. Traditional. Old leather bound for me. Older the better, says Stacy. Audio. Debbie says a real book. Traditional, traditional, traditional. So, I mean, I guess we've got a spattering of digital, but mostly traditional with some audio in there as well. Disco, what say you? You know, it's, it's hard. It's, it's situational for me because I prefer the old book. Um, I like to dog ear the corners, even though people say don't do it, you know, all that stuff. Um, it's there because I like to have the the separation from the screen. Right. But when I'm traveling and flying, I'm not going to bring a few books. I'm just going to read it off my phone or off my iPad because it's just it's just all come. It's all compact there. So it's just kind of hard. And it depends. There's some books that I actually own twice because one is hard and one is digital. <laughs> but right. uh, but I, I like uh, my wife and I, we love a, a full bookshelf. We have a bunch of books and um, there's nothing better than just like sitting down in a chair next to a window with a book, yeah. um, you know, constantly on a computer all the time and on my phone because of work and everything. So it, at the end of the day, sometimes I just want to have a separation from the screen. So I, I, I like them both, but I guess I would prefer the hard book itself. Okay. Yeah. I say the same thing. I look at screens all day as ginger just said the same thing. You know, I mean, literally again, we don't have a view of what I see, but there is, there's a lot of technology in here. Um, you can kind of get a sense here and that just carries over. And then there's more over here. Like, it's just nuts. So there's, there's tons of screens. I have blue lights and stuff shining at me all the time. This damn thing is always going, always blowing up. I came out of a, a thing yesterday. I had 163 texts, um, which is a little excessive, people. Um, 160. You know, so I did all that to say, not a woe is me thing. It's just the, it's the life I, <laughs> that I live, um, but I prefer an old book. I like the, old, I like the smell. I like the feel. I like the, the, just the tangible aspect of it. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm that way too. Audiobooks make sense though sometimes. I, I, can, I can do it. I'm, I'm just not a big fan of the, of the Kindle though. Okay. 
Shall we talk a little bit about Anthony Fauci? So he announced, as you all know, this is not <laughs> some late breaking news, that he is stepping down in December. So Merry Early Christmas to all of you, which you say that's crazy even talking about Christmas now, but August is almost over. I mean, we're going into Q4. August is almost over. We've got, well, we're, we're a month away from Q4, but you know what I'm saying. We're going into the fall in that time of year. You're going to see stores shoving that stuff out there before, before you know it. But Merry Early Christmas, because it is good news. Now, does that mean that an angel is going to take over NIH and be in charge of all this stuff that Fauci, Fauci was in charge of? No, of course not. There will be a paid, horrible person in our government who is, is well-paid, by the way, who takes over and, and, and still goes down this same treacherous path. But we don't have to look at or listen to Doc Fauci anymore, at least not in an official capacity. I'm sure he'll still make media rounds. I'm sure he'll write books. I'm sure he'll do all sorts of stuff. But there's lots of speculation, lots of speculation that he's running away because of all the heat and trying to, to get ahead of what may come, may being the key word, if the GOP wins in November, which again, not a certainty, looks good on the House side, not amazing on the Senate side, but it's, 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 it's a toss up there. So some thoughts is like, hey, I better get ahead of this. I better get with the legal team and get prepped for what is going to come, the onslaught that's going to come, investigations, you know, congressional hearings, all of this stuff. Because by all accounts, we can all agree on this. And look, the dude has lied. The dude is evil. Some of you out there bought into all the fear that he pushed early on. Some of you quickly moved on from it. Some of you bought into it and remain at his beck and call listening to what he says. But guys, this guy is on record lying. He should face criminal charges. He's lied to Congress. He's lied to other officials about gain-of-function research, about COVID, about its, its origin, all of that stuff. Again, it's not just, hey, I don't like Fauci. I don't like Fauci. But there's documented proof now. There's e whether it's emails or whether it's video footage of him saying one thing when the other is, is true, uh, of him lying to the American people. He's been all over the place. As Clay Travis said, Clay, of course, from OutKick and works with my buddy Buck Sexton over on radio. Doc, he said, Dr. Fauci is the most destructive bureaucrat in United States history. His leadership on COVID will, in the decades ahead, come to be seen as one of the greatest and most destructive failures in our nation's history. He belongs in prison. I couldn't agree more. And again, it's, I don't like the guy, but I can see past... Not liking someone and being like, you need to go to prison and yada, yada, yada. There, there, there's a clear, I, I hate Brian Stelter. I don't think Brian Stelter needs to go to prison. He needs to go like attend a painting class. Do something, you know, a, a pantless painting class. Probably his. Oh, no, he'll be the guy um, modeling. Yes. The for George, the painting class. The George Costanza. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Now, the one thing that scares me about the whole Fauci thing now is now when he comes on, after he retires, obviously, when he comes on to the news, <clears throat> it's going to be, you know, you know, calling in now is expert Dr. Fauci. They're going to be putting expert vaccine or, you know, he's going to be a an expert on stuff now. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's going to be. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like him and, and Liz Cheney and all these people are, are, are just going to end up on CNN or MSNBC. 
Um, and and they're going to get away with things scot-free. Now, again, that's presuming Liz doesn't run, which if she does, I, I still think is a concern that people need to be aware of, not because she's a good candidate or a good person. She's an awful candidate and an awful person. But that doesn't mean that she won't strip away some votes, so something to pay attention to. But yeah, he needs to be held accountable. And as, as Andre said, he needs to be locked up in a room full of sand flies. Yeah, we saw what he did to the beagles and other animals. The guy's sick. He's an awful person. Again, regardless of where people fall on COVID, I just don't understand the outliers that are still there that are like, what is Dr. Fauci going to say today? Like, what's he going to tell us we can and cannot do? Who still likes that guy? Who still listens to a damn thing he says? He's the most, he's the most vile, awful human who's also, by the way, even if you thought he was a good scientist, he's not. He's flip-flopped all over the place. He, it's, it does, you, can't, you can't keep track of, of what he's trying to tell you. It's, it's ridiculous. But here's, as a lot of you guys are saying, and I kind of alluded to it earlier. Here, so Cash Patel went on Benny's show. Here's, here's what he had to say about Fauci. Take a listen. And a man who is a true patriot, Cash Patel, joins us now to talk about this massive issue plaguing the country. Cash? Hey, it's great to be with you, Benny. Hey, man, listen, this, 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 stuff is, this stuff is breaking. I'm sure you have a lot of tears for Dr. Fauci, who's outgoing now in December. I'm sure you were looking forward to that investigation. Uh, your, your, initial your initial thoughts. I mean, this is breaking news, so we got to ask you. Well, I mean, the CDC just came out and said publicly what we all knew, that they need a complete reorganization. And this is a, a typical example of a political attempt at a correction that will not succeed. I forget who the lady is that's running that place, but she ran it into the ground and now she's in charge for reorganizing it. Oh, and by the way, we're going to get rid of Fauci, who lied to us about COVID origins, who lied to us about the vaccine, who lied to us about mandates, who lied to us about social distancing, who lied to us about China and made millions as a government employee during the entire ride. He may be retiring, but he's not out of government reach. Congress will subpoena that man. They will get after his records. They will expose his lies. Driving him out of Washington is just one small step. They should put that man on public display, and I bet you some of these folks that are going to have the gavels will do just that. If not... I hope so. I don't know what what just happened. We lost all sorts of screens here, but we'll keep going. Seems like a big glitch. Oh, let me. I'm on it. Okay. So, um, my my concern with this is this. My my question with this is, look, I know there's going to be GOP officials that have the ability to to stand up and be like, yeah, this is we're gonna do this and we're gonna call you. And we're going to put you on the stand and we're going to talk to you and ask hard questions. But, but one, these, these, these congressional hearings are always, as I, as I always say, because it's true. It's not because not I'm trying to be right about it. It's just, it's just facts. They're just political grandstanding. Nothing good comes of them. It's just both sides yell at stuff. Some people ask a hard question. Some people ask a soft question. And at the end of the day, nothing really changes or happens. But... <clears throat> If, if they actually do this, are they just going to do it to please a couple constituents or are they going to play hardball and say, you know what, you done screwed up. And now, now we're coming after you and we are not stopping until your life is destroyed and you're behind bars. Because they should. They've got the ammunition that, that they need to do that. The question is, is do they have the balls to do it? 
And that's where I'm not sure. I, I'm sure there will be hearings and investigations that sound and look public, but probably probably don't have a whole lot of wasted to them, probably aren't going to go very far. But they could and they should. So the question is, 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 is that going to happen? And on that, I, I just don't know. Again, I, I have very I think little it'll be, faith. Uh, it'll be a surprise if it does happen. Yeah. That's, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm prepared for it to not happen. So it'll be, oh, be, oh, hey, wow, check this out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and it's Doing so it. awful feeling that pessimistic now. But, I mean, this is what the – I mean, if, 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 if most of your life didn't get you there and, and people just generally disappointing – of course, not you people in the audience. You're amazing. But people disappointing you, and then you look at the last two and a half years, but really since 2015, 2016, I mean, if you're not pessimistic, I, you, God bless you. I, 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 lo- I, I know some people who are still just everything is so rosy. It's like, yeah, but, but they're not. Like, you're, you're just not paying attention. We'll see. Yeah, as everyone's saying, I mean, the, the guy's going to get a great pension, but he's going to, if we do this right, he will need that pension, every last penny of it, to fight for his life, to fight for his freedom. I just question whether we have the, 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 the willingness and ability to do that. Not the ability. We've got the ability. The willingness to do it. Jill says he'll get a smack on the hand like Hillary. Probably. That, that's where I see it now. Surprise me. I would love to be surprised. I'll, I'll run like if, if, if Fauci were to go to jail... We'll do some sort of great thing for the audience. Well, I'll turn into Oprah and I'll just start giving shit away. It'll be a glorious thing. I'll show up at your house. <laughs> I'm here to give you shit. What is it? I don't even know. I'm just giving. Publishers Clearinghouse. Yes. It's a fake check though. It's just a yeah. Big yeah. I mean, it's it's not going to clear, but it'll be an exciting <laughs> moment nonetheless. We'll all have so much fun. Do you remember when Drew showed up? Disco was there. Camera crew was there, and they gave us a check that we got all excited about. It bounced. But it still was fun because we had some. And then we just had a afterwards. few drinks and everything was great. Oh, yes. Judy, question for Judy. Do you have kolaches up there? Have you, do you eat kolaches? In Wisconsin, I was up there, you know, this week shooting a commercial. I didn't have any when I was there, but I had them growing up in Minnesota. And then when we'd go to Wisconsin and. Um, it's like the, the hot dog and the pastry, right? No. It's like a, it's like, it's just, no, it's a pastry. It's like phyllo dough and like preserves or jam in there like a jelly type of a thing oh they're so good oh so good because they, they call them the same thing in dallas they call them kolachkis and it's a hot dog inside and it's fantastic i mean i guess you could put a meat in there i, I don't know yeah kolachis yeah. in st louis says says kathy brian says yes we have them in wisconsin so cheese curds which i did have plenty of and mm-hmm. kolachis praise jesus for kolachis he gave us mosquitoes, <laughs> but we got kolaches. So it all works out. Yeah, it, 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 it counters itself. <laughs> yeah, it, it works out. Um, okay, so, so Cash weighed in and said what we hope will happen. Again, will it happen? I don't know. We'll see. I'm not going to predict that it does because I, I just my gut tells me it's not. But he weighed in on what could and should happen. Here was just a, a, a great, great little thing. Little comment from Ron DeSantis on Fauci. Take a listen. Because sometimes people will ask me, 
oh man, how come Florida, 84,000 jobs, the rest of the country, you know, what, what could be done to help the rest of the country? And I say, well, you know, the saying that I always think back, and it's a little bit of a flourish on how it's been used previously, uh, but a recession is when your neighbor loses his job, a depression is when you lose yours, a recovery is when Dr. Fauci loses his. Hey, yo! I love it. Dude plays it right. Plays it right. He knows how to work an audience. Now, it, is that a political thing that politicians do, like playing into audiences? Yes, of course it is. But he also does things. He also, he's more than just words. His actions speak louder than words, in fact. He's done a hell of a job. So Cash talked earlier, though, about how there's big changes coming to the CDC. And what's funny is, is you've got Rochelle Walensky, who's the head, who's been awful, leading this thing the whole time, who's now in charge of redefining their, their mission, who they are, trying to regain public trust. The woman who lost trust, you're in charge of rebranding things and fixing it. That doesn't make any sense. But she, she met with leadership this week to lay out plans for overhauling the agency. And according to reports, she, she's trying to remake the culture to help the agency move faster when it responds to a public health crisis. She also wants to make it easier for other parts of government to work with the CDC and wants to simplify and streamline the website to get rid of overlapping and contradictory health, uh, public health guidance. They need, I, I tell you what they need to do, real quick side point, if, if they want to fix things on their side to benefit them, is they need to take off all the stats and data that prove their rhetoric completely wrong. Because what's been so funny over the last two and a half years is that you've had the CDC, NIH, all these different people saying, nope, this is, this is, you need to worry about this. And then data, which no one looks at, but is on their sites in most cases, you dig into the data, even remotely, and, and it, it tells a different story than what they're out there saying. So maybe her, her, her redoing of the website will take off public access to, to the data. That's what's gotten all of us called conspiracy theorists. Again, there are, there are some out there that are conspiracy theorists. But maybe, just maybe, they'll fix that because that's, that's a big thorn in their side. Masks don't really work. The numbers aren't as bad as you say they are. Yes, they are. But your website says that they aren't. Well, I mean, no one looks at that. You're not supposed to look at that. But she said, quote, my goal is a new public health action-oriented culture at CDC that emphasizes accountability, collaboration, communication, and timeliness. I look forward to working with the incredible people at CDC and our partners to realize the agency's fullest potential to benefit the health and well-being of all Americans. Again, what were those buzzwords? Accountability? What was it? Accountability. Collaboration, communication, and timeliness. Oh, so the stuff they should have been doing before. Before, yeah. Got it, yeah. got it. Okay, all right. They all want right. to restore public <laughs> trust after acknowledging some missteps during COVID-19. But, I mean, so, look, you, we could, you, you can break this down and be like, well, here's how they're changing this department. Here's how they're changing this. Here's how they're changing what's available, what's not available. Here's the bottom line, though, with it all. One, it's ridiculous that they've got Rochelle Walensky in charge of overhauling their public image and their organization when she's the one who's been in charge of it during their most disastrous days, their most overreaching days. That should tell you something. But two, you cannot overhaul an organization like this and repair its image and repair 
trust with uh, you know by the American people. It's not going to happen. It's just it, literally it's not possible with our hyperpartisan state, this extremely divided world that we live in. There's no coming back from things anymore. The CDC is done. They're done. They're going to keep trying. I'm not saying they're going anywhere, but they're done. No one's ever going to trust them again. At most, you get close to 50% of people who are willing to potentially listen to you. The others literally are like, I could care less what you say. That's a bad spot to be in. The FBI is done. But there's no repairing things anymore. I mean, it's, and again, there should be. There should be. We're supposed to be humans that express and show and, and offer grace to people and forgive people. But the problem is, is we're also humans who are broken, you know, grudge-holding, vengeful people who have seen what these organizations have done to America, have seen the tales that they've spun to Americans, and no one's ever going to trust them again. It's just not going to happen. Those days are long gone. And, and it goes for everything. It's not just the organizations that we hate and are frustrated with, with like, you know, the CDC and the FBI. It's not just those. It doesn't matter the case. I could, I, I could being a conservative commentator and, and public figure, the vast majority of the Democrats on the other side will never listen to a thing I have to say, whether it's good or not, moving forward. That's, 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 a, that's a lost cause on my part trying to convince them. Just like it's a lost cause on the CDC trying to convince America they can be trusted. Just like it is the FBI. Just like it is on so many things these days. That's just where we are. Mudcat says, I hold the CDC 100% responsible for throwing away my kids' high school senior years and events they were stopped from enjoying. Amen. And for taking away memories. At, at your, their memories at elementary school for my kids, for example, are wearing masks, being behind plastic barriers. Kids who went to, to Disney World or, or some vacation with their family whose pictures are now in masks, they didn't experience Disney World. They didn't experience wherever, fill in the blank, wherever it is. It's, it's the most atrocious and awful thing ever yeah you know it's it's one of those things where you you look at it and you know when you're trying to leave the house usually your kid's like wait i forgot you know a toy it got so bad that my youngest at three at the time wait what i forgot my mask yeah it's, I, I, like i just i like i like died on the inside every time she did that and i'm like yeah. oh my gosh you know, because it's just it was just ingrained in them. And it's it's something that I I'm I know my youngest three year old, she's probably not gonna remember this, and that's gonna be fine. But this our seven year old, she's probably gonna remember these things. You know, of and course. it's just like it it's just sad that, that we had to get to that. Yeah. How could you not? Yeah, it's it's it really is. It's a dark time. <clears throat> We're going into a darker time, sadly, I fear. Um, but this is it's an interesting time to be alive, but not necessarily a good one. Okay, let's carry on here. But before we do, guys, please smash that like button, whichever platform you're on. Make sure you are subscribed on said platform. Make sure particularly that you're subscribed over on Rumble.com as well as uh, to the newsletter and, and just engaged in bookmarking the DrewBerkwist.com website, my website. So please make sure all of that has been done. We, we appreciate you being here. Continue to engage whichever platform and uh, chat room that you are in. 
All of that helps. Share, share, share away. And then we'd also be so grateful if you would head on over to MyPillow.com. Use promo code Drew to save up to 66% off. Guys, they've got the best products in the sleep game out there. You're going to get your best night's sleep. You support the show. The slippers are, are the bee's knees. Everyone in our house wears them, except for my youngest, because... The bee's knees? The bee's knees. Um, <laughs> but they're so good. The, the sheets are amazing. The pillows are amazing. The mattress topper is amazing. All of it is, and the best part is you can save, you can support the show in the process. All you got to do is go to MyPillow.com, start shopping, pick out all the stuff you want. Your cart's going to get very full because there's a lot that you're going to want. Use promo code Drew. You can save up to 66% and you're going to get your best night's sleep. So please do that. Thanks in advance for doing so. Uh, a lot of you guys continue to go back and continue to share it with others, which you should do, by the way. If you've been there one or two times, that's great. Keep going back, but share it with other people, family, friends, co friends colleagues, you name it. Okay. Let's, let's get into this article here for a second. So Trump firing back after the Mar-a-Lago raid. And I'm going to read parts of an article here. This is from the Post Millennial. Former President Donald Trump is suing the government, asking that a special master to determine what materials from the Mar-a-Lago raid can be used against him in the investigation. He filed a lawsuit in the U.S. District Court in the Southern District of Florida on Monday claiming that his Fourth Amendment rights were violated by the raid and subsequent seizure of certain documents, including two of his passports. The Fourth Amendment prohibits unreasonable searches and seizures. Politics cannot be allowed to impact the administration of justice. He's, um, <clears throat> he said, uh, and he said, it's, it, it's, he put out a statement, says it states that the raid was shockingly aggressive and shows that no one understands of, of the distress that it would cause most Americans. Like all citizens, Trump is protected by the Fourth Amendment to the United States Constitution. Property seized in the violation of his constitutional rights must be returned forthwith. The lawsuit switches between constitutional arguments over rights to protection from unreasonable search and seizure to some of Trump's long-held grievances. The government's protect, uh, excuse me, long-treated President Donald Trump unfairly, says the one heading in the lawsuit, claiming that the DOJ and the FBI have treated the former president differently than any other citizen. To which, <clears throat> of course, they have. And it's, it's, it's surely said violation of our Fourth Amendment. Trump always says this. And, and, and Trump is always right. And again, you don't have to agree with Trump on everything. You don't have to like Trump with everything. I say this all the time. All of my biggest haters think that I'm all in on Trump. And they, they never realize that I'm all in on no one. It's okay to like someone, support someone. I like him. I support him. I'd love for him to be president again. I'd be just as happy with DeSantis as president again, too. But, but I, I would love for it. But it doesn't mean you cannot criticize him. Again, the vaccine, problem. People he hired, problem. Plenty of things he did were not perfect. But you're allowed to criticize and you're allowed to support and, and like someone, and he's always said, when they're coming after me, they're really doing it to come after you. They're really coming after you. They're just, I'm just the public figure. And he's 100% right. People need to see these attacks on him as an attack on our country, as an attack on you, your family, your family's rights, and, and all of that. It's so much bigger than just Trump. And the fact that there's not as many, and I say as many, there's almost none. The fact that there's no Democrats, really, on the other side who are like, what? man, why, why are they being so crude and, and, and rough on him? I get they don't like him being him. 
being them, that is. But why, like, why are they not questioning this at all? Instead, they just blind allegiance to to big government, Uncle Sam. We're told that we're not supposed to like him, so we don't like him. Even though everything that's happening with him is clearly an unwarranted assault, and it's an unwarranted assault that goes well beyond him and right down onto you and your loved ones as well. Surely, at least he didn't force you to get the jab. Exactly. <clears throat> no, no, exactly. And again, I had this conversation this weekend, too, with, with some great friends up in, in Wisconsin. And <clears throat> Trump has, has, has not forced people to get the jab, has really changed his rhetoric to make sure that it's clear that he doesn't force you to get the jab. But what's funny is, is you'll have diehard conservatives or Republicans, which aren't always the same. But you'll have diehards who are like, I love this candidate, whoever the candidate is, fill in a politician's name, governor, senator, whatever. And then they support the, the, the vaccine. I hate this person. I can't believe they betrayed me, yada, yada, yada. It's like, well, hold on. That person is entitled to their own opinion. They might be the wrong one. But they abandon said person right away. But they don't do that. They never question... His, his support of it, uh, I mean, he's supported it as early as this, as recent as this spring, which, again, I don't have a problem with. Support it if you want to support it. Push it if you want to push it, as long as it's not being forced, which he's not for doing. My point is this, is everyone else gets, gets one mistake and they're done, and the rules are different for him. I'm, I'm allegiant to the party, to the country, excuse me, not the party, not the candidate. Stupid people have no idea what our government is doing is overreaching can happen to any one of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> but what's going to be interesting with this case, you know, there's, there's, does, does this motion that Trump filed stick and hold? Does he get some wins? And, 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 and again, if he gets wins here, we all get wins. Cause if they can do this to him, they can, and they will do this to you. But does he get that, or does it make him, in, in their eyes, make him seem desperate, make him seem like the wild, crazy person that they've made him out to be, that he's not? And, and they do that, and they combine that with there's lots of people out there now, so-called experts, which is always a scary term now. Notice how nothing means what it used to. Hero doesn't mean what it used to. Expert doesn't mean what it used to. Racist doesn't mean what it used to. Woman doesn't mean what it used to. But you've got all these experts out there saying that there's a serious case now because some of the documents that were there, which he claims were and his staff claims were, and they suggested and there's documents saying, hey, we declassified this, but they're saying, no, no, no we're going to skip over that and say that these were highly classified. These were TSC, uh, TSSCI documents and try and, and make this a, you know, even, even bigger criminal investigation than it was before. There's... <laughs> You know, for all of us who are here saying, man, there's not much here. There's just not a lot of meat on the bone. This seems like it's vengeful and personal, not, not anything else. Well, yeah, but that's, that's how these guys play. And it should concern everyone. You, you could be a Lindsey Graham supporter, and I'm not just talking about Lindsey Graham. You know, maybe you really do like Lindsey Graham. Maybe you've slept with Lindsey Graham. 
But you could be a Lindsey Graham or a Rhino or a Romney-type supporter. I don't, you wouldn't be here. I'd be shocked if you're here and listening. I think you're foolish if you're in that camp. But you could be in that camp, and you should still look at this investigation and say, this is absolute garbage. And everyone should be outraged, and everyone should be concerned that if this can go away or go, go along and put him away or not, not necessarily put him away but take him out of the election, then what are they going to do to you? And surely, yeah, Dershowitz and others say it doesn't hold water. And I agree with them on a lot of things, but, but that's living in reality. What makes sense in reality? We're not living in reality anymore. We're in this upside down world where it's like, that makes no sense at all. So it's probably going to happen. And I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying you can't, you can't rule it out. And BM's right. And it all stems from the fact that they're terrified of this guy. It goes back to 2016. They've never accepted those, those results when Trump whooped Hillary's ass. He whooped Joe's ass too, by the way. But they've never accepted it. So it's been all-out assault from there on forward. So what holds water, what doesn't hold water, as realistic and rational as that thought is, doesn't matter. Because as Jill says, they will stop at nothing. Here's the only way they're content is if they get their way and Democrats are all in. And I, I'll give them that. It's 100% compliance or bust. And until they get that, they're not stopping, folks. Doesn't mean we won't get some wins along the way. We will and we're going to. But they will not stop. They will not relent. Those days are over. They used to. They used to. Oh, we got to keep the mask on so people aren't total. Now the masks are off. The masks are off. It is, it is an all-out fight. Thank God there's no bullets flying, but it is a fight. Make no mistake about it. Hey, people were upset when Obama had a uh, immigration reform because they didn't know what it was about. And they were afraid that people were going to be sent home and all that, you know, like it was, you know, but, you know, they didn't do the research. It's the same thing with all this. They're upset about something because they've been told something by someone else who knows nothing. Right. Do the research, see what's going on and then make your opinion. You can still be upset about what's going on, but you're probably not going to when you see the truth behind it. Right. And what it actually is doing. Because right now they're all blinded. They're like, yes, we... We got into his house. We got all that stuff. Yeah, but you don't understand what that means for everyone else in this nation now. <laughs> like they will. What that means for us. Yeah. Because and, and yeah, they're it, unfortunately some of them are going to have to have the FBI come knocking at their door, saying we're here to search your house for them to be like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Again, they're all expendable tools. You, there's so many people who are willing and and or foolish pawns, usually both of the left who think, oh, thank God I'm on the right team. You're not. In the end, it boils down to re read a history book, understand how socialism and or communism work. It is us versus them, and, and you're not a part of them. Everyday people are never going to be, never have been a part of them. It's just, that's, those are the facts. The quicker people can understand that, the quicker we'll realize, hey, it's really not about left versus right. It's about this ideology. It's a spiritual battle, and it's, the, it's this ideology and, and political ideology that it is. 
that's trying to take over our country and, and really the world. So you can have Republicans, Democrats, leftists, you know, conservatives or, or, or progressives, whatever you want to call them, all over the world. If, if people, and I know it's not going to happen, but if people would just realize, hey, we're actually on the same team and we're fighting the likes of Klaus Schwab and Trudeau. We're going to show a clip of Justin Trudeau and Booze and Banter today. We're fighting the likes of, of the radical left who have, who have penetrated D.C. and are taking over and trying to shift everything that we've ever known to be true. It is a radical fight, and it sounds almost too crazy to be true, but I'm, I promise you, people, I promise you it is. And it's very real. And it's, as Palma Beat said, it's a big club, and you ain't in it. Not a damn one of us are. And I'm grateful that I'm not, but I wish more people would wake up and realize that they're not either. They're not either. All right, folks. We've got, uh, like I said, a clip of Trudeau. We've got a clip of Alex Stein. <laughs> I, I haven't even seen the Stein clip, so I don't know if it's good or not. There, and look, it, there's always people who are confused. Is Stein serious, not serious? Stein is not serious. But Stein does some things I like. Stein does some things I don't like. See how that works? It's okay. We don't have to agree on everything. But we got a clip of him talking about how Fauci's retiring. So we'll see what that is. Did you watch a disco? No, I have okay. not. All right, so we'll, we'll watch it all together. We'll do that in booze and banter. We'll see what Justin Trudeau had to say. We'll get into anything else you want to talk about over there on Locals. It's lo uh, drewberquist.locals.com. We'll be there in, I don't know, about 3 p.m. We'll be there in seven, eight minutes after we refresh our drinks. You should do the same. Bring some questions. We'll look forward to seeing you over there. If you can't make it there for whatever reason, we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow, Wednesday, on the show. Same, same time, all the major platforms, 2 p.m. Eastern. Be safe, be smart, be free. You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on drewberquist.com.